everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Solo Female Trailer Podcast. And today I am here with Lindsay Lerner. And uh, I actually I told her, like, how should I introduce you? Because you do so many things. And, and she was like, well, I uh, just say that I am a human Swiss army knife. And I think that's a pretty cool description. Um, she's also the co-founder of Vanter. And Vanter is a digital travel assistant that will make travel safer. And it will be and more accessible for diverse diverse communities. And it will potentially be out this summer. So I'm really excited about that. And Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Of course. <laughs> so uh, as I told Lindsay before the interview, I didn't prepare anything because it's like, she's one of those people that does so many things that it's like, oh, well, what do I ask her? But this podcast is about travel and we are gonna talk about that. So- <laughs> Absolutely. So Lindsay, what is your experience with travel? Like how, how all this started? For sure. Yeah, I went on my first international trip. I would say that was really the catalyst for every other travel experience that I've had. And that was in 2008 when I went on a family trip to Israel. And wow. that was the first time. Yeah, that was the first time that I had, like I said, been international. And the first time that I had really been in a place that was a different language and a different culture. And we were with all of these different people. And it really was this like, whoa, kind of moment. Yeah. And from then on, it was just like, this is what I have to do, no matter what it takes, like, this is what needs to happen. And after that, I, I would say the most pivotal moment after that was my sophomore, junior year of, of high school, there was a class trip that my two favorite teachers were running and they were going to Italy and to Greece. And I came home from school and I told my mom and dad, I was like, hey, I really wanna go on this class trip. And they were like, that's great. Who's going to pay for this? And I was like, great question. <laughs> and they said, they said, if you can pay for it, go for it. And in their minds, you know, my parents are both born and raised in Rhode Island. The stereotype of Rhode Islanders not getting out much, you know, for the most yeah. part is very true. <laughs> they don't leave. I mean, anything further than, you know, 15 minutes, you need to pack snacks, you need to pack a lunch. It's very, it's very intense just because, you know, we're so small. But yeah. at that point, I knew from that experience of going to Israel, how important travel was. And so I had had one job at the time that was working at CVS pharmacy as a photo technician. And then I went and I got another job as a photographer at Target Portrait Studios, which is, a, you know, stories for days around that. Uh, <laughs> and then on top of that, I needed the last, like, there was like a month before we needed to put in like, you know, the final, you know, 500 bucks or something like that. And a friend that I was in class with, her dad managed one of the franchises of Chuck E. Cheese and they were hiring. And so I needed that extra $500 and my ass was in a Chuck E. Cheese mouse suit for three weeks, four weeks to get that last 500 bucks. And it was definitely worth it. But my parents were shocked. They were like, no way. You're like, what? You're going? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, I'm going. Like, with no doubt about this. Like, see you later. And that was like, that was just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And then just ever since then, I've been fortunate enough, just every single job that I've ever taken, or really my entire motivation has always come back to buying plane tickets and, and going somewhere. I know, it's, it's just like once you do it once, it's, there's like, it's so hard to stop. 
<laughs> yeah, I just hundred percent feel this again and go out and explore and and okay. exactly. Like, uh, when you fight for those experiences, it's like once you get to uh, to the actual trip, is mm-hmm. is I don't know, it's just a whole different feel. It's like yes, like this is what I wanted so bad, and I'm just gonna enjoy it so much. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's that's the best part part about it. And I've I've always been a problem solver, just in all aspects of of life. Like that's I've always loved that, no matter what job that I've had or you know, any opportunities in school or anything like that, it's always come back to problem solving. And I think that's why I like travel so much because no matter what, especially when you're putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and you're going to foreign countries where you may not know the language and you don't know the people and maybe you don't know anybody there, it's constantly having to problem solve and be on your toes. And that for me is where I feel most, not necessarily comfortable, but feel the most present. And that is what really is the game changer for me. Yeah, I mean, I must say, if you're solo traveling, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, you got yourself into that problem, and you need to get yourself out of it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my my junior year of college, I was a transfer student at the university I ended up at, and when I transferred in, the program requirements said that for global study students, you had to study abroad, and so originally when I transferred there, I told my parents, I said, yes, I have to study abroad. This is a requirement. Amazing. And that was a big reason why I wanted to even go to that, that program was because of the travel requirement. I'm like, if I have to, like, nobody can say no, this is a win. And I don't even know if my parents know this now, but by the time that I had transferred and like gotten in and and (laughs) all of that, it was no longer a requirement, (laughs) but I was like, yes, yes, I have to go. And so I ended up, this is 20, 13 ended up down in Chile didn't speak I knew Ola like it was not <laughs> it was not not good and that that trip honestly was the the catalyst that put me on you know every bit of the path that I'm on now which wow. is wild to think back and kind of connect those dots but wow. during that time I got there you know they dropped me off with my host family And I am decent when it comes to accents. And so I just very confidently, when I walked in, they were like, ah, um, obviously you're, you know how Latin families are and they come in and they give me hugs and they're so welcoming. And I very confidently said, hola. And they instantly were like, oh, you speak Spanish. Amazing. And just went off. And I was like, oh my gosh, what (laughs) have I done? Oh man. And obviously I had no idea what was going on. I literally did not understand a word of what they were saying to the point where I thought that they had shown me like my room and whatnot. So I started bringing all my suitcases into one of the rooms and then come to find out that was like a closet. Like it was, it was was so bad. It it was, I, I, I hope it was a big closet. (laughs) It was hilarious. And then like my host mom comes over and she was just like, no, 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 no. Come, let's go. And so it was a very interesting, you know, six, seven months of just having, you know, the laptop open on the kitchen table and just me making a complete fool of myself with Google Translate. It was hilarious. But what was interesting was that my background originally was was in photography. From the time I was six, I thought that I was going to be a photographer. And then I got to art school my freshman year of college and was like, no, I do not want to be a fine artist. I don't like, this is not my thing. Take me back. I take it back. Like it helped. And then I ended up 
studying anthropology. And what was wild to me was wow. when I got when I got to Chile, I again literally no, knew nothing. And in the program that I was in, there was another kid who was studying abroad with me. He also didn't know Spanish. So him and I became best buds. Of he course. was also he was also what felt like at the time the only black man in all of Chile. It was hilarious because he stuck out like a sore thumb everywhere that we went. And he was a hip hop artist. We bonded. I love hip hop music. We bonded over that. And it was wild because between the two of us, our combined knowledge of Ola and his mild resemblance to Neo, we booked a ton of shows all throughout Chile. And it was amazing. <laughs> and when we came back to the US, he was like, dude, you got to be my manager. Like you're organized, you know how to get shit done. You got this. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Like this, you know, anthropology photography nerd is now somehow in the music space. Cool, whatever. And so that actually was the catalyst for the first company that I started called Level Exchange. And it was all about fair trade rights in the music industry. And we were really focused. We opened up a co-working and a production space for musicians in and around New England. And that was how I got into, into tour managing and got my wow. foot in the door in the, in the broader music industry. And I've been fortunate enough to take musicians, tons of musicians all over the country and internationally. It's just, it's been wild. And it was all because of that, that first trip and, and, and working with, uh, with Phil down, down in Chile. And it was just so crazy because like I said, we didn't know the language, but music mm -hmm. became that language. And it was so cool to be able to have that as our common way of communication it was like oh like you don't know spanish but for me like i can mildly play guitar i can kind of play drums so they were like you're not completely incompetent you just don't know spanish like you're cool <laughs> wow and it's wow that's awesome i mean there are so many things to learn from from the story that you just said and like i really like that part of, that, that you said that it was that catalyst that from that mm -hmm. that experiences like how like for that friendship you developed like how that took you to start your first company totally, and that, totally. That's yeah it was that, amazing yeah i you know I, I i always think that and i always um like tell my friends and other people are like scared of a star something i'm like sure you know what just go take a trip or just right just a start or just just do it <laughs> you totally, know what it's totally. going to come out of it right and i think i think in terms of starting things that's always the most difficult part yeah. because it seems really scary it seems really intimidating it's really overwhelming and when people think about you know oh i want to start a company i want to start a new project i want to go on a big trip it starts out as this big scary thing but if you think about it and you break it down to the smallest executable step that's not so scary especially when it comes to travel it's like okay you know i want to go on a big trip to thailand Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Thailand. I don't speak the language. I really know very little about it other than the fact that I want to go there, but I've got hands. I've got a computer. I have internet. I can type in Thailand on Google. That's step one. And then whatever happens from there and you can figure out the rest and those tiny incremental steps, those aren't scary. Of course, yeah. you know, it's terrifying if you look at the whole big picture of it, but if you can dial it down to what it is, it's not, it's not bad. No, it doesn't have to be overwhelming or anything. Totally. Yeah. Let's fast forward. Um, I want sure. to ask you, like, how did the idea of Vanter came? Yeah, absolutely. I actually met my co-founder, Tracy Hobbs, when 
this was in 2016, 2017, maybe 2017. She was the executive assistant to one of the guys that I had been working with for Level Exchange. And Mm -hmm. he worked at MTV. And Tracy and I had honestly just hit it off and had a funny rapport via email when she would like schedule meetings. And I went into the office, you know, once or twice and she was just really chill. And we had connected on LinkedIn because of that. And then in, when was this? This was a, almost a year ago or so. Maybe it was even less than a year ago. She had posted on LinkedIn saying, hey, I started this travel company at the time. It was under a different name. And she said, I'm, I started this travel company and I am a black woman. I'm born and raised in New York. I'm bringing my A game to this tech space. Like, bring it on. And I, I messaged her on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, I haven't talked to you in five years, but this seems amazing. I, you know, I closed Level Exchange about a year and a half ago, two years ago now. I was like, I learned a ton from my first startup experience. Travel is my number one priority in life. Whatever you need, consider it done. And, you know, within a couple of weeks of, of chatting, we had firmed up our partnership and then we rebranded under the Vanter name and we're really focused on Vanter being a mobile app that makes taking trips easy and safe for diverse travelers. And that's done by providing personalized recommendations for travel buddies and for inclusive destinations. And so Tracy, Tracy's experience traveling as a black woman and her reason for starting this company was the fact that being born and raised in Brooklyn, she was, you know, one of the few people within her world who went and she went to college and she got one, two, three, four jobs at a time. She really loved traveling. She got a job in hospitality and she would go and do all these different fun adventures. And people were like, Oh, no, that's scary. I can't do that. I can't do that. Or they would go with her and then they would have a bad time because it was so out of their comfort zone. Mm. And then it would end up with, you know, arguments and fights and lost friendships or, you know, animosities between family members. And it was just a bad experience. So Tracy originally just started out with an Instagram page, just posting like, Hey, this is where I find travel deals. This is how I'm able, you know, Tracy and I are, we travel in completely different ways. Tracy's way bougier than, than I am. And she likes to go to fancy hotels. She likes to go to Miami. You know, I'm more like, give me a, you know, give me a sleeping bag and, and I'm good. Um, and so, you know, she goes to these, these fancy resorts and things like that. And people, you know, her friends and family were like, how do you do this? This is crazy. And it started out just from that. And then over time we realized, oh, like this isn't just a Tracy problem and a you know, a problem within the black community, but this is a problem for folks in the LGBTQ community, Latinx community, folks with disabilities, you know, across the board, people need assistance when it comes to these different diverse groups, when it comes to travel. It's a great idea and (laughs) much needed in our community. (laughs) Working on it, definitely working on it. I'm going to leave the link uh, to sign up for the app on on the post. So for everyone to sign up is uh, I think it's a really cool idea and can't wait for thank it to, to come out. And, and then, yeah. And, and thank you, Tracy. Uh, and thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're really focused. We definitely want to build up folks who are testing out the app so we can launch really focused this summer. And, and the, the win here is really focused on that intersectionality because it's not about, you know, you as a woman who's Latina, who wants to travel. It's about, you, if you want to go, you know, who knows if you do have gay friends, you have black friends, you like, you can show up in a lot of places and be okay. 
and not have any trouble. But if you bring one of your black friends or you bring, you know, a, a you know, your gay friends, whoever, like that's where honestly shit hits the fan. And I traveled, yeah. I mean, I was a tour manager or am a tour manager whenever the, the music industry <laughs> is able to revive itself in a post COVID world. But it was wild because I, I worked primarily in hip hop for yeah. the first three, four years of, of tour managing. And I, as seemingly a little white girl, no one would ever give me a problem. I could walk into any hotel across the US, but depending on where we were across the country, when I've got, you know, a dozen black men who joined me in a hotel lobby, mm-hmm. the vibe changes, the attitude changes, the perspective, everything is dramatically different. And I've had people, you know, at, at a concierge desk be like, oh, honey, do you need help getting away from them? Like, are you safe? And it's like, hmm, well, they're paying my bills and they're paying yours. So maybe we should, maybe we should have a conversation about that. <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's check our biases at the door and really be aware of that. And that, that is a big part of, of what banter stands for. And, you know, and then on top of that too, I mean, I lived in a converted van for a year or so, uh, you know, during, during the pandemic, almost all of it was, was spent in the van. And I, like I said, I can get away with whatever I want. And yeah. if nobody, and because of the pandemic, nobody was approaching me. Nobody was was having conversations with me, and nobody, you know, asked, "Are you gay? Are you Jewish?" No one's going to mm. ask those things. They're just going right. to assume, "Oh, you're a white girl, and that's okay. You can do whatever you want." But when I tried to take my family, my partner is an Afro Latina woman. We have a black daughter. We tried to go up to Maine. Not not the friendliest place for a you know interracial wow. <laughs> mixed mixed couple. And that's the unfortunate reality that, you know, these overlooked communities have to deal with on a daily basis. That's something that since it isn't part of my, I like, I never paid attention to that. Like, the, sure. like um, because like maybe in the community I grew up, grew up in back in my country, but then like, mm-hmm. I see like how here, like how, like, how you look really defines how people treat you and like all totally. the privileges you have. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. But yeah, I, I, I definitely, when I'm traveling, um, yeah, I don't have many problems, but yeah, when I'm sure. with, uh, with friends that are, yeah, are gay or are black or are mm-hmm. this and that, um, it's like, yeah, definitely, as she said, the, the attitude changes, the vibe changes, and it's just, it's just weird. It's like, totally. Fine, yeah. Right? And it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Things, yeah. Awesome. that <laughs> You guys are doing this. <laughs> even, even more exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But that, but then I have a question. How, how is it going to work? So it's like, depending sure. on, on your specific needs, it's like the app will show like where to go, what places are mm-hmm. where, where best to go or okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we have a a rating and review system that we're developing now that can tell you, you know, a lot of places, especially given the current political climate, they'll hang, you know, their rainbow flag in the window or their Black Lives Matter flag in the window. And they think that that's good enough. But if you're hiring employees who may be racist or they may be homophobic and people who are coming into your establishment are having a different experience, then that's something to be discussed. And your community is going to tell you that. Wow. That's awesome. We're running out of time, so I gotta end the sure episode. Thing. Problem. But I always ask my guests this: uh, Can you share any closing thought with us? 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I would say that whatever, you know, whatever the cost is, whatever the work that needs to be put in, whatever, you know, quote unquote sacrifice that needs to be made, travel is always worth it. That was a great closing thought. <laughs> it is always worth it. <laughs> 100%. Okay, Lizzie, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.